It's our weekly vet check with the Veterans Welcome Home and Resource Center. Scott Dulabot on the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. Talk 94.5. Where's the bag of kazoos? Is that long gone? No, I, he, I had a kazoo. It was Chinese and it didn't work. It didn't work. You need like a real hour. kazoo. You can't no, get an Amazon kazoo. You need an American-made kazoo. Come on, Nick. It is 838 on the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers on this Thursday morning, January 26th. Joining us, uh, of course, is Scott Dillabon, as usual, on a Thursday. Um, and it is the Veterans Welcome Home and Resource Center, VWHRC.org. Good morning, Ooh, Scott. Good morning. How are you? Good. Well, you know, you you brought something I really, really love, and it's not a Reckless Rooster burrito. I know, right? Y- you brought something you really— You love the doggies. I love the doggies. She loves the doggies. So you brought in a, a gentleman who was doggy paddling <laughs> through, yeah. from um, yeah. upstate New York to, what was it, Key West or something? Yeah, I don't he even went know. to Key West, but, and now he's back up there in uh, New York. So. And and the main goal of what he was doing was kayaking and biking is um, is the fact that he helps uh, give dogs to certain organizations. He does. So they raise funds to give to the trainers to train the service dogs. So uh, we have an awesome guest with us, uh, Keith. Uh, met him a couple years ago when we first took over, helped out with uh, some tiny home stuff going on, and uh, now he's doing his own thing with training dogs, oh, so we're okay. excited to have him. All right, well, welcome to the show, Keith Holland of Joint Task Force Canines. You can go to G- jtfcanines.com. They're build- building a website. Yep, we it's uh, in the building. Uh, should be up any day now. All right, now, I- I'm just happy you-, you brought Quill. Oh, yeah, he's he's my buddy for the last four Gorgeous years. Gorgeous dog. Okay, so is he your service dog? He is my personal service dog. I actually received him from a local nonprofit here in Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had him for four years. He saved my life. So this is kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing with our program and providing service dogs and canine therapy to, to so, those that need it. Keith, tell me about what your story is. And, you know, you're a local? I, I am local. I uh, I started off in the military at Fort Bragg. Um and I was a Green Beret for 15 years uh, there in Fayetteville. Um, wasn't at home that much, of course. Uh, went through divorces, uh, hard times, some good times, but mostly hard times with all the deployments and, and stuff going on. And I medically retired in 2016 and decided to move down here to Myrtle Beach and start the uh, Golf Academy of America program. And uh, that was the— How the, did you get into golf with all that? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, That was a leap. Came with all the, with all the injuries like, and yeah, stuff, <laughs> they uh, they recommended me to stay flexible and and move my body. So uh, they're like, "Well, golf is a good thing. It's not too too evasive on the body, and it's uh, low impact." So we decided to uh, try give that a try. Now, is that that building that's on Joe White? It was, yes, yes. Okay. They uh, they have went out of business a couple years back. Um, not sure exactly what happened there, but uh, it was a good program. Uh, it wasn't the four-year degree. It was a two-year degree, so I did get a degree out of it, which was uh, kind of nice coming out of the military and didn't have the opportunity to do that. Okay. So did you get into the golf business? So I didn't really get in the golf business. I, <laughs> I've done some t- uh, tournaments. I've helped out a lot of nonprofits with running tournaments here locally in Myrtle Beach area. I've uh, helped out Myrtle Beach Golf with uh, some of their events and the uh, what is the program that they do here. The, oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so the the World Tour is a big event that I helped good? out. I am not any good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Yeah, that was the running joke. So uh, <laughs> I, I could never get consistent enough to uh, be any good because just with all the injuries, uh, the body just don't mm-hmm. work as well as it used to. All right. So where does Quill come into the picture? So uh, I met with uh, Special Operations Wounded Warrior uh, about five years ago doing the golf thing and uh, was a recipient to one of their golf events. And um, they seen that there was a need for a service dog for me, and, and they reached out to me and, and said, how would you like to have a service dog? I said, would I? Yeah, because I just started looking for one and uh, wasn't having any luck. Mm. What did you need a service dog for? Is that like a personal question? Or? No, no, it's okay. okay. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of pretty much what I do in my program as well. So um, I need a service dog for PTSD and TBI and some mobility issues. Um, you know, 15 years at war, seven plus de- mm. deployments oh, wow. uh, all over the world. Uh, it, it's it takes a toll on the body, especially in the special forces community, because mm-hmm. you're 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 just always go go go, and you're tip of the spear, and you're always in the front. So uh, it really takes a toll on on us as soldiers, mm-hmm. and uh, also you know the the seals and all the air force, all the special operations community. It it really does a lot of damage to us, and and it really flows into the family. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the therapy dog or the canine, uh, service dog really comes involved because it, especially when we're out and we lose that mission in life, they give us a new mission and, uh, it basically gets us off the couch. It's, it's not only a companion, but they, they pick up on the the symptoms and the triggers of our PTSD and our TBI, which Mm -hmm. have uh, very similar, um, uh, very similar, uh, symptoms, Mm -hmm. um, and it can be anything from anxiety to depression to uh, just not being able to make correct decisions because you're you're not thinking correctly. And uh, what these dogs do for us is they they see that, and they 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 come and they comfort us when we we're having those those uh, mm-hmm. those moments. And they know it, and they can sense that chemical change in the body with being around us. You know, we we talk about that with with dogs that are not trained to do that, how they feed off of whatever energy you're giving. So Mm -hmm. if you're stressed out, the dog gets stressed out. So what is it part of the training that changes that? And when you're stressed out, the dog comes to comfort you instead of acting out. Because normally, that's what happens. When you get all anxious, everybody gets anxious around yep. you. Well, for one, it's, it starts with the training that we do for the dogs. And um, our, our kind of outlook on it is we, we, we do a good solid three to four months of obedience training and get the dogs in position where they need to be to, to make sure they're listening to all commands and they're doing the right thing and they're not chewing on this, chewing on that. Because as service dogs, you know, they, they have to go out in public and they can't be trying to play with kids' toys or sniffing the food in the grocery store or, mm-hmm. or mouthing stuff. So we make sure we get that locked down right off the get-go. And then uh, what we do to help our training is if a dog is raised and trained with someone or multiple people that has the same symptoms, the dog can naturally pick up on those symptoms. Very similar to... Uh, to the um, chemical changes for seizures dogs Mm -hmm. so they can pick up that chemical change before it happened. Well, if a dog is around that situation enough, they basically get indoctrinated with it. So the concept is to have the dogs with a person that already has a dog? No. So what we do is we get them as pups and I do their first bit of training with obedience and all. And of course I have my PTSD and, and TBI issues and symptoms. 
So they, they start picking up there. But what I do is I lead that into the canine therapy. So I reach out to active duty bases. I reach out to veterans. I reach out to police departments. I reach out to uh, retired vet or police officers. And uh, I use them as as part of my training. But it, at the same time, it's giving them uh, therapy through working with a dog. Yeah, yeah. So and that's how they build and they they uh, they recognize those symptoms by working with other vets and, and law enforcement officers that have those type of problems. We're speaking with Keith Holland, uh, a local now from Joint Task Force K-9s. And you can go to JTFK95 or, or I'm sorry, JTFK9S. Yep, it's uh, number nine yeah. uh, and a letter S after that. Okay. Com. I, I want to ask you, Keith, because uh, what kind of dog is that? So he's a Belgian Malinois, and you'll be surprised. They just got voted the most intelligent dog in the world this well, year. Well, I'm not surprised because awesome. of, of they're, they're often used as service dogs, right? They're often used as service dogs, police working dogs, mm -hmm. uh, search and rescue dogs. So they look like they're in the shepherd family. They are part of the shepherd family. Okay. They're magnificent looking. Um, now... Did you get that dog donated to you? That dog was 100% uh, donated to me through Sal here in Myrtle Beach. Okay. Yep. Now, I know Judd Kuhn works closely with them, is, and I know he raises them. Does yep. he still do that? So, I, you know, Judd's been been sick, and uh, oh. everybody needs to pray for Judd right now. Um, but he is the one that got me involved and, and got me pulled in under his wings oh. and actually made sure I was taken care of with this dog. Oh, That's God awesome. bless him. Um, I didn't know that. And um, I had been to Judd Coon's house uh, because I was uh, working with his wife on something. And uh, all the dogs were there. And he was training them all. And I thought I was in a wolf den. <laughs> I was like, what did I just walk into? But um, they're just wonderful people. So I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, so... Um, now, about uh, Quill, how many people have you been able to help with dogs like Quill? So over the last three years, I've, I've helped run a couple of different nonprofit programs. Um, and we've, we've probably helped around, uh, I would say, six to ten people with, the, with their dogs wow, and giving them service great. dogs. Um, I just started my, my program up of last June, and we did give one dog away last year. Uh, this year, we're planning on giving six dogs away. Wow. And we, we don't charge anything to the soldiers or the law enforcement that goes to any of our therapy classes, any of our uh, re recipients for the service dogs. They don't charge for travel, for food, or anything. That's we cover all the costs. How awesome. much does that cost? Yeah. Well, for our six dogs, we're we're roughly estimating twenty five thousand a dog, and and what that does is covers all the the travel for the guys and gals, all the food, uh, us doing the training. I don't charge the nonprofit anything for the training. It's a year long process for the dogs, uh, so it's really a good deal. Uh, usually, a dog at this caliber would would cost anywhere between twenty five and forty five thousand dollars if you're going to get a trained service dog. Now, are they specifically trained for whatever that veteran is going through? Yes. Yeah, so all of our dogs are, are trained in the same for PTSD and TBI. Uh, if you don't know what TBI is, that's a traumatic brain injury. Mm -hmm. um, very, very similar and close symptoms as PTSD. Um, but then when a mobility issue comes in, because we also service guys in wheelchairs, uh, guys with prosthetics, and we're able to work the dog and train the dog to specific tasks for that individual for their mobility issues as well. Now, Keith, um, what is like, you know, if, if there's a veteran out there listening and they don't even know if they would qualify for such a dog or if they even really need a dog, 
what is the process that they would go through um, and how do they get in touch? So what what we're looking at now, you we have social media sites. You can find us under JTF Canines with the nine and, and uh, or Joint Task Force Canines on different uh, platforms. But the, the easiest way to either go through our social media or our when our website's up and running, which should be any day, is to uh, go onto our website, check us out. There's uh, an application form online that, that you can print off currently. And uh, what we do, we ask you to fill it out, send it back to us via email, and then you'll be expecting a phone call from myself directly. Mm-hmm. Now, Keith, um, this is kind of um, giving you a whole new mission and purpose in life. And you've been doing this, you said, for about a year? Yeah, so I, I started my own program last June. And uh, before that, I've, the last three years, I've... I've I've worked with other nonprofits and their, their programs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when, what do you hope to do? Like, what is your dream here? My, my end goal is to, to get the veterans and the law enforcement off their couches, get them back integrated in the community, yeah. stop suicide. Per- yes. And because right now that's, that's our biggest threat, I believe in, in the uh, veteran and, and law enforcement community. Mm-hmm. Um, Veterans get a lot of help. Law enforcement do not. So that's one reason why we're trying to help those guys I out I just well. saw another canine yeah. officer. Did you see the l- latest news? Um, I forget what state, but um, committed suicide. And he yep. was there with his uh, dog working in the field. And I, I don't, you know, young, beautiful man. I don't understand it. Well, there's there's a lot of stuff into that, that field and line of work that people just don't realize, especially when you're doing it every day. Mm-hmm not knowing if you're going to come home, if you're going to get shot at. So uh, they work just as hard as as our veterans. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. very interesting um, story. Well, thank you for bringing that to our attention. Best of luck to you. And, of course, we're praying for Judd Kuhn. I know he's done so much for veterans and the Special Wounded Warriors operation. And, um, Scott, uh, you wanted to bring up something else about the stand-down coming up? Uh, just February 10th. That, uh, that'll be our next stand-down down in Myrtle Beach. If you're interested in volunteering or helping out, get a hold of the office, 843-427-4568, uh, or email vwhrc2 at gmail.com and come help us out and feed some folks. All right. Sounds good. You can go to vwhrc.org or find Veterans Welcome Home and Resource Center anywhere on the website or on social media. Also, Keith Holland here from Joint Task Force K9s, JTFK9, the number 9s.com, um, or uh, just find them on social media. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you very Thank much you, Thank you for having us. And uh, <laughs> stay tuned. We have a big event coming up oh. February 20th, our grand opening down in uh, Georgetown, South what, Carolina. What, any other details? Uh, more to follow. Okay. Uh, keep but in, keep uh, in touch. Yeah, between the antlers, is, we're going to have a nice big dinner there. Between the antlers. Between the antlers. What is that? It's a very uh, uh, good, nice restaurant right on the water there, and they're they're going to be supporting us in our event. Fantastic. And if you need any information, you can't find them, jump on our website or or social media or email us, and we'll get you in touch with Keith. Absolutely. All right. Sounds good. 852. Let's take a break. Andy Hazel of Edward Jones next. Real stories, real facts. The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers on Talk 94.7.